Welcome. You've discovered the world it's ass. It's a long way to the desert. Like it's a long way. Yeah, yeah. We we're in we're in that. Like it's not even a bus like a, a a city bus. It's a small. It's almost like a pass van, but a hair better than a pass van. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like uh, the cross between a passenger van and a sprinter. Yeah, I would say right. It's kind yeah, of a yeah. weird mix. Yeah. Um, probably. And it's what, interesting 12 too. People, Twelve people, yeah. maybe. Yeah. What, say that again. I'm sorry. It probably holds like 12, 12 people. 17. Oh, 17. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because that was our, our group size was always 17, whoever oh, it is. I didn't realize that. Um, and it's interesting, like, so I guess part of the excursion, part of the deal, which, you know, we're, it's cool. It's not what we were really, we just kind of wanted to get to the desert or whatever, but it drives through these amazing mountains, you know, that, that I guess surround Marrakesh on the outskirts or whatever. And that is the high atlas. That's the uh, that's the, the reefer. Up, yeah, the reefer yeah. up near Chef Chauvin. The the atlas, the high atlas, and the low atlas are what surround or separate Marrakesh, like from from the desert, the southern part. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. and so amazing we drive there. Yeah, Jeez. and we stop along the way at various points. You know, like like tour style. Basically, it's like a tourist excursion kind of. Yeah. yeah, and we meet our group that we're with. Um, you know, uh, we kind of meet them. We we don't really meet them all until we get to the desert. Um, but yeah, uh, we stop along the way. We we stop at uh, a place where they were shooting movies, which you know, some I, I wasn't really that interested in that. But yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's it's yeah. kind of cool that Morocco shoots movies and a lot of movies go there and stuff. Yeah, it's a it was a place called uh, Warzazat, and um, the first film to be shot there was Lawrence of Arabia, um, mm-hmm. and then from that, I guess, and the popularity of it, a lot of other films came to Warzazat um, to film, and eventually. The you know the economy of this town is totally built on Hollywood films and yeah coming in mm-hmm. and um, uh, so a shit ton of films have been shot there and they have some back lots and you know all kinds of stuff uh, to accommodate that uh, but it's uh, and it's kind of interesting when you come into town because everything's all like super like you know the streetlights are all new yeah. and. Uh, they're always you know i mean you're driving through the back roads and these mountains and stuff and then you come a, it's like you're you know some of the roads aren't even like roads they just turn into gravel yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. and then you come into this place and it's like this you know booming like little city you know with yeah like it, fountains and stuff all set up and you when you get there you can definitely see the hollywood money there it's funny yeah yeah yeah. Um, but they, yeah, so they, they stop the, the, the tour stops on places like that and, you know, photo op and all this stuff. So it's, it's definitely more touristy than yeah. people mm-hmm. or myself would have ever liked to do, but it just seemed the best way to do, to get to the desert than on a Yeah. Um, so, uh, and on, better, on than, that better than just walking towards the desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> better than stealing a camel and riding into the desert. Yeah. yeah. But definitely uh, better than that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> 
Well, we actually learned what a Casbah is uh, on this excursion because we stopped at this like uh, old uh, like fortress or whatever, and the Casbah is actually just means castle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess most Medinas have a Casbah in it, which is like the fortress area of the Medina that you know they bear, you know, they use to protect the the city or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I didn't know what a Casbah was forever until. <laughs> yeah. That. yeah. Yeah, They're like, hey, we're going up to the Casbah. I'm like, I don't even, I still don't know what that is. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Saturday night we get to the first desert. So yeah. the the four four day excursion is uh, two different deserts. But uh, Zagora is the first desert we reach. Um, mm-hmm. We get there right before the sun starts setting. Mm-hmm. We hop on the camels and uh, take about a 45 minute camel ride into the the Zagora desert. Um, and this desert is is much more like um, it's more it's different than, yeah it's different like, than like mountains around it and there's sand and stuff but it isn't like high dunes or anything. it's not like you know, right. the Sahara Desert which is what we go to later but it's more like desert like in Arizona kind of thing yeah um, mm-hmm. and we ride these camels in and I swear I got the 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 camel with the fucked up saddle because <laughs> no damn cushioning. And after like five minutes of riding on a camel, it's like so bumpy, and yeah. it's my ass was hurting, man. Holy shit! I kept telling that he is to stay loose in the hips, man. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't help, man. I was loose in the hips. It's just I don't have much padding, or, or, or you got to loosen the tight ass okay. part of your tight ass. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just, there's no padding there, man. No padding. And uh, and I got you've got no ass. I've got no ass. <laughs> And uh, man, I was sore after that. Man, I, is this I the don't... first time? Is this the first time that either one of you have ridden a, an animal? Yeah, no, it I, is. I, yeah, I've oh, never okay. ridden a horse or anything. You know, I rode a horse okay. when I was younger. Uh, uh-huh. So it, no, it's way different. Yeah, I grew up in the hood. <laughs> there were no horse riding and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's. Uh, I mean, a horse is you know bad enough. But uh, yeah. no, it was whew, man, it was bad. Um, but I have to say, I have to say, really, I have to say, because the next morning we rode out on camels again, and the next morning was not as bad. So mm-hmm. I, mean, I was on a different camel. So I, I swear it was that camel, that saddle. <laughs> it was just very little padding in that one that I took the first night out. But um, yeah, so, so we, we get, get to the desert uh, right around sunset or after yeah. sunset. So. Yeah, we kind of get to our like little camp or whatever. And uh, we all disembark, and, and they give us our rooms, you know. And there's only, uh, I think there's only the people that were in the van, really, is 17 people. And uh, th- w- there's so many people that, you know, we, we didn't all have to cram into the tent. So it was like me, Chip, and Isabella, and then, like, their little group and their little group uh, that mm-hmm. came on the excursion got their own, like, little tents and stuff. Or not little tents. They were big they're kind huge. of tents. Yeah, yeah. And then they invite us uh, to... They have a rug laid out in front of like the little dining tent, and or not little, I keep saying, but a, a big dining tent. And uh, they invite us for tea, uh, mint tea again. And uh, the Berbers were, you know, they introduced themselves, and uh, we all went around in a circle. We all introduced ourselves and said where mm-hmm. we're from. And like, uh, they just were very accommodating and welcoming, and like, just very generous and kind. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, what were their names? Abraham. Omar, uh, Hussein, and uh, I can't remember the fourth guy. Uh, I'll think of him in a little bit. But they were all just super nice. And then uh, so we they cooked us dinner, and uh, I had been feeling a little bit of travel fatigue in Chef Shawim, and I think from 
going from Chef Shawin bus, night training, staying one night, waking up early, jumping on a bus again, like uh, and, and then 10, jumping on a camel, hours. I was yeah. feeling like a little kind of fatigued. I was like yeah. dehydrated. I didn't really eat much at dinner. Um, and I just made sure I, I, I like drank some water and, and like I was feeling kind of uh, not just not sick, but not great. Like just really, really right. exhausted. And um, but we, we all finished dinner and we uh, they we they built a fire for us. And uh, I, I could swear that a couple of them were probably high as hell. Oh, um, they were stoned as fuck, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they <laughs> yeah. were great. But it, not that that's a bad thing. It was it was great, you know. Uh, but they started like a little drum circle, and um, uh, and this is where we meet like uh, girls that we kind of link up in the other desert, uh, Cecilia and Raquel, these two Spanish girls, um, and they're great. We just bonded with them, and we we of like mind, and it, they were just you know it was good to meet them, and there was other uh, kids there, some kids from uh, Nevada who were you know studying in Madrid. And uh, another like French, uh, a couple of older elderly women, and um, they're and, uh, older women. I wouldn't say older. Elderly. Yeah. yeah, not elderly. Sixties <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But it was encouraging to see them traveling together. You know, going on a desert excursion together. It was cool. And um, and then we did the drum circle, and uh, and then we looked at the stars, and it was like, oh my god, it was uh, without the light pollution, it was like just. I can't even imagine. Yeah. That is the standout for me of that yeah. Zagora Desert because it no clouds, no light pollution. Um, you know, we had the fire, so I actually I after a while I walked away from the fire and I hiked yeah. out past our camp, like mm-hmm. probably maybe five minutes outside of our camp, and I just kind of sat down in the desert and like stared up, and it was just I, I can't even describe how many freaking stars you see, man. And there's right. they're shooting stars like very consistently like just you yeah. know, within hours you know just they shoot they shoot by and an interesting thing too is uh when you're looking up at the stars and i didn't ever even notice this but as the stars travel across you know as you see them not only do they move across from like i guess you know uh whatever from left to right uh they spin like uh like on an axis i guess because the earth's rotating too so they mm-hmm. move from like left to right and spin yeah so they're like switching sides and stuff like it's a, a very interesting to notice how the actual universe is moving you know mm. it's uh that i've never noticed before but i guess because of the light pollution and stuff we're just staring at them for so long yes yeah, probably that's probably what it is <laughs> probably didn't spend as much time anywhere else just staring up at the stars yeah uh, and also the milky way is just so vivid i mean yeah like, oh yeah oh, right jeez yeah it was just, to, to me that was like that made it all worth it, even if that was the only thing that I, I got from that whole trip. Yeah, it was like, after that, yeah. man. Oh, man. Yeah, the next morning, like, you know, I woke up and I was very content with that experience. Like, I was like, wow, the next desert's like, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of into going because it's supposed to be beautiful and stuff. But I was kind of like, all right, well, this is cool. You know, I'm good. Yeah. And we even contemplated because I wasn't feeling that well, uh, not going to that. And I was like, nah, let's, you know, ultimately we went and had lunch somewhere. And I was like, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's just go, you know. And yeah, well, so here, yeah. yeah, let me explain. So uh, the, there's a two-day excursion and a four-day excursion. We were with the two-day people. Like Isabella mm-hmm. was one of the two-day excursion people. But like mm-hmm. the first uh, two days, you're together. And at the end of the second day, 
you get in a different, like the four day people get into a different van at a mm -hmm. meeting point, And then the two day people go back to Marrakesh and in their mm -hmm. travel. Um, the four day people move on. And mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, we had thought like, since, since he wasn't feeling well, that we're like, well, we call it now and just go back with the two day people. So that was our moment of like, we, it was possible to kind of end the trip and, and go back to Marrakesh. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. No, we, but yeah, we had, we had lunch and talked about it and uh, decided to press on. Um, so then, um, yeah, at, at this one town, we, you know, our driver tells us, uh, he introduces us to our new driver, um, cause we'll be getting on a different bus with some other people, um, who, who were from some other tour <laughs> and most, you know, the, all the two day people leave. So Isabella and like the, the kids from Nevada go back, um, Cecilia and Raquel, the two Spanish girls that we met. Um, and we hadn't really talked to them too much at this point. No, yeah, yeah, just a little but bit. But they were like, we found out that they were four-day people too. And we're like, oh, awesome, okay, we're going to be on this the whole thing together. We're like, great. And we're like, so we'll go to, the, you know, we're going to get on the second bus together. But for some reason, like, we go to get on the bus, and they pull the two of them aside. and like, no, no, you go on this bus. And then, like, the two of us go on. And we're like, well, we're on the same excursion. It was really yeah. weird, that whole yeah, yeah. bus shuffling thing. We're like, okay, crap, we're not going to be together. Because the uh -huh. bus that we were getting on only had enough room for us. And yeah. then they had to go get find room for them on a different bus somewhere. Yeah, it was. You know? And it's so, like they don't have it figured out. They're just like, oh, we're they going figured to out it. as they go. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, but then along <laughs> the way, you know, so we're traveling and along the way, there's always the touristy stops. Oh, we're going to take a picture here. Or, oh, we're going to stop for lunch here. And of course, you know, they stop you at this cafe that they have connections with. The prices are inflated. The yeah. food's always the same. So, yeah. you know, Keith and I, after the, the first day, of course, wised up and we're like, all right, now we're going somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so we would, every time they stopped for lunch, we would just walk into, you know, down the street and find another place to eat, which was always, always better food and always cheaper. Um, but anyway, so, but all these touristy stops along the way, you know, we're, we get off, we get out and, and do the thing. And then like their bus pulls up and then like we see them like, oh, hey, you know, and, yeah. and like so we keep running into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so we kind of get to, we kind of, um, start talking to them that way. Like just yeah. every time we stop and we're, we all end up in the same place. But then eventually that night, what we do, we stay in a, in a hot, uh, hotel that night. Yeah, a really nice hotel. Um, Halfway to that the It was included in our accommodations, you know, yeah. and they feed us, which was really good. It was the best couscous I had in Morocco. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, uh, it's in a mountain town. It's kind of like a river right across from the hotel. Um, uh, another, I guess, part of the atlases or whatever. A very beautiful area. Um, yeah. And then uh, um, we meet uh, a young Japanese kid who's studying in uh, Iceland named Hiro, and we, we kind of befriend him. He's a young, 21-year-old photographer kind of student, and uh, he's a really good kid. We hang out with him on our excursion to uh, the next desert, too. Yeah. Uh, so your next day is, is to the desert. Um, it's like, um, God, probably like another, seven another eight or nine-hour <laughs> yeah. Eight or nine hour ride, and we reach Merzuga, um, which All is the way there. 
we stop uh-huh. at another place. Sorry, Chip. On the way there, we stop at another place. I just think this is a funny story. We stop at another place to eat lunch. Chip and I are like, and we're we're out in the desert. Like, there's no, it's not even touristy anymore, except for that stop he stopped us in. Like, there's no reason why they would make it a tourist area. But we're like, hey, let's go find a cafe or something. So we go in the cafe, and like, uh, this guy approaches us, and he's like, hey, you should eat here, you know. And we're like, well, maybe, you know, what do you have? And he, of course he has tangine and bruschette and stuff, which is the meat skewers. And uh, we're like, well, we're going to look around for a second. But ultimately we go back to him and uh, we, he sits us down and like we're, we're in the middle of all these other, you know, Moroccans hanging out at cafes. We're all looking at us, of course, because we're foreigners. But our, uh, our table is like this, has an umbrella, but it's like half ate up by weather, like in erosion. Like it's just like barely an umbrella there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we order, uh, you know, a meat brochette and, uh, he literally runs across to the street butcher <laughs> yeah. is. It gets the meat cut and then runs back across and like goes and, and seizes it and starts cooking it right in front of us, which we thought was funny. <clears throat> yeah, super fresh. <laughs> but yeah, then we, we go out to the desert, which is, uh, uh, Merzuga. Merzuga. So we get there, we get there a little earlier this time. Like the last time we got on the camels, it was like the sun was setting Mm-hmm. Uh, this time it's not quite that late. We get on the camels and I find out just ahead of time that it is a hour and a half camel ride into the Sahara. <laughs> and I'm like, I yeah. turn to Keith and I'm like, Keith, holy fuck. An hour and a half. Carry me. I was like an hour and a half. That's twice as long as the last one. I'm we just making, I, I have like, I'm being very unsympathetic. Oh yeah. He didn't, I'm, yeah. I'm just busting his balls. He just like, kept saying, he just kept saying loosen the hips, man, loosen the hips. <laughs> uh, anyway. Do they give you the option of walking or is it just. Oh yeah. You know, I think if you think really wanted walk. to, you could have walked, you know. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so hour and a half fucking camel ride into the Sahara, <laughs> but it's fucking beautiful. I mean, oh, sand yeah, dude, it's amazing. The size of mountains and it was insane. Uh, never seen anything like it. And uh, we get to camp. Um, it's this, what you would imagine a desert would be. I mean, it's just sand yeah. dunes, mm-hmm. little peaks, smooth red sand or orange-looking sand, blue skies, and uh, sun yeah. setting. It's it's yes. remarkable, you know. Um, yeah, the camp here and the group is much much bigger. Um, yeah. It's our little group of seventeen or whatever. But there's like a, a whole bunch of other people there too, other groups, and there's one big group of uh, people who are all friends. Um, yeah, they so the travel social... together, book this yeah. excursion together. So they kind of think it's their excursion, and we're kind yeah. of like intruding. So mm-hmm. our first Berber experience was a, a much more culturally rich experience than this one was, unfortunately. Yeah, this one we was had the beautiful us. desert here, but less of like the connection with the Berbers and stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. So like the yeah the the Berber guides like they never told us when where you know like where anything was or like never brought the the tea never came. Um, yeah. I feel like our our group of people or a couple groups of people that were, were us. I felt we felt like the outside outsiders. We were put in like these tents that were outside of like the main camp, yeah. and this one big group of people who were all friends were in yeah. the main part. And you know they never came and told us when dinner was, and I like we kept like asking questions it was just really unorganized and it was a mess mm-hmm. and around the fire that night they you know, were more this, interested in the spectacle of the desert than this group actually yes, this experiencing large group. what was happening in the desert you know and mm-hmm. they all had cameras with flashes and yeah. every it was five seconds taking a picture taking a picture around the fire um mm-hmm. they're, they're all drinking 
um, it, it was it was a even, mess. Even like uh, so, Raquel and and Cecilia both, you know, they like the drum circle. They participate. They they play the drums and stuff. Yeah, Raquel. They were drum. turned off as well by it. And so Chip Chip gets up and leaves. He's angry, you know, obviously. And I was too. I got up just because I didn't want to deal with it, and I was just looking yeah. at the stars. Well, here's what was, happened. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Keith. So no, I'm late, I, like I'm at the. We're at the. Settle down, angry Chip. Settle down. Yeah. We're at the fire, right? And and like I'm like it's it's a mess. And I, I find I eventually just lay down. And I'm trying to look up at the stars, and uh, you know, flashes are going off all over the place. And then eventually, I'm just like, man, these flashes are too much. This motherfucker comes up and starts taking pictures of me. I'm laying down trying to look at the stars. He comes up and starts taking pictures <laughs> of me flash in my fucking face. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And I just stand up and like, fuck this shit. And I just walk off. And it would have been okay, yeah. too, if it was just one quick picture and he moved oh, on. Right. But he was like, it was, you know, he's taking pictures like nonstop. Like, you know, like, oh, easy, man. And it wasn't so he was just, stormed, but that was that that was the the you know the icing on the cake with that with the yeah. whole situation. So I stormed off and and uh, uh, Keith you know Keith of course you know followed me or whatever and I was like dude I can't take it. Well he uh, he comes back and I, he's I'm like yeah man let's let's hike up the dune you know get away from it and he's like all right cool let's do that and I'm like well I'm gonna invite the girls because they don't seem to be having a good time either and uh, he was like okay okay so I invite them and they're like. I was like, hey, Chip and I are going to go hike up the dune. And they're like, can we please go with you? And we were like, yeah, come with us. You know? <laughs> and so that's when we really bonded with these uh, yeah. Raquel and Cecilia. The, cl we, the climbing, uh, the epic climb of the dune. That is definitely yeah, it, we And it's not just so. like a little dune. This was the biggest damn dune that was around. Oh, <sighs> Jesus. And it's it, soft sand. And it's steep yeah. grade. I mean, the grade was like super steep. Yeah. Mm. So and we climb up, we climb yeah. up a little ways and we kind of like, we just keep looking up and we're like, this thing's so fucking huge. They're like, we can't make it. Like, so just mm. chill here on the side and, and stare up at the stars. We're far enough away from the camp and all the chaos. Yeah. Like, cool. So we chill there for a while, kind of looking up at the stars. And eventually I'm like, I, I want to get to the top. I, I yeah. want to get to the top of this thing. So they're like, okay, let's climb a little higher. We, we climb a little more and exhausted, we plop down again and we look up and it's like no closer to the top. Yeah, mm -hmm. and eventually, like, I, I'd say every once in a while, like, I just press on again. I'm like, no, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And, and all of us were kind of like motivating each other. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we at any moment, if one of us would have been like, hey, we ain't doing it no more, we all would have probably quit. But yeah. none of us yeah. ever said that. You know, we were just like, okay, we'll go, we'll push on forward. You know, and I kept climbing. I got to the point where I, I'm climbing on like hands and knees. Oh yeah, it's so it's so tough. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, in you know, every thirty seconds you have to stop because you're just exhausted. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, but I think eventually, like forty minutes later, uh, I finally see the top. And it's one of those things you see the top, and you're like, okay, it's close, it's close. And you climb and you climb and you climb. And then it's like you look up and you're like, it's no closer. But yeah. eventually, yeah. I got to the point where I, I could I could actually see that it was getting closer. Yeah. And like I, I, you know, I had my headlamp and I, sh I actually shined my headlamp on it and I could tell. I'm like, okay, it, it is close. And uh, I, yeah, I just I kept pushing it. I think Raquel was like behind me about ten feet. Uh, yeah, and I think Cecilia. And then, and, uh, myself, and, I was you, waiting on her. I didn't want to like leave her by because I could have probably yeah, just yeah. toughed it out. But I wanted to make sure she was coming, so I never yeah, yeah. left her behind or anything, you know. And so, I eventually, I eventually <laughs> crossed the top, and it's uh, it's just a sliver, you know, before yes. you go down the other side. It's literally right. like you know the point of a dune at the top. Yeah. And like and I, on the other side is a steep drop down. Yeah. 
and I plopped down and I, like my heart it was like beating out of my chest. It like it, that's one of the most extraneous uh, things I'd done like yeah. in my life. And uh, and Raquel's probably down like maybe twenty feet, and uh, she's like she's like I don't I don't. It's like I, I I'm I'm done. I don't know if I can do. It. I'm like I'm like you're so close. I'm like I stand up. I'm like look you you can you can when I'm looking up at the dune um, with nothing there. It's it's hard to tell distance. Yeah. There's no perspective. But I was like, you know, I was like, I stood up so she could see me and have a sense of scale and how close she, she was very close. I was like, you're so close. You got to, you know, you got to keep going. Uh, yeah. So she eventually made it up. And then uh, Cecilia and Keith uh, shortly after. And we just fucking plopped down and stared yeah. at the stars for like a half hour. <laughs> as soon as we it, it, literally, as soon as we like kind of sit down and look up, a shooting star shoots by like perfect, yeah, like, nice. you know, and um, and we look so, down and there's a camp on the other side that we can see. And then there's another camp in the distance. And we look down at our camp and they look like it's small. Like we're really, really high. Mm, like the little specks down at the bottom of the, the dune. Yeah. But definitely one of the, uh, the, um, huge memories of Morocco for me is climbing that fucking dune. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. And we hung out with the girls and they, they obviously were like travelers and of like minds. And like they, they were, they felt the same way we did about, you know, the group that was kind of there, you know, not really experiencing the desert the way you should, you know, or at least our idea of the way, you know, they, it seemed like they just wanted to go there and party instead of like experience the desert, right. you know, as opposed to us, we wanted to go and like, you know, experience what, what it had to offer. So then, yeah, from there, um, let's see, um, next morning we wake up before the crack of dawn and jump back on the fucking camels Yeah, and head back another hour and a half. Sunrise is beautiful, but yeah, the camels. Sunrise is beautiful, but those fucking camels. Chip's like, Uh, just uh, give me the fucking coffee. Just we'll take. Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty much where I was at at that point. Because that's the thing. I thought the breakfast was going to be there at the camp ahead before the camel ride like it was last time. That was not the case. And because the group was so demanding, even getting people motivated to get to the camels to leave was a big fucking hassle. Like, and it shouldn't Mm -hmm. have been that big a deal, you know, but the group was just like, I don't know, just they weren't as uh, in line with with everybody else, you know. So we were kind of over the group at that point and kind of ready to just, you know, leave them behind and get get to breakfast and stuff, you know. Pretty much I was just wanting to get to coffee. Uh And so we get back uh, to Marzuga, um, we have breakfast, uh, jump in the car, and then it is a fucking 11 to 12 hour, 11 or 12 hour drive back to Marrakesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. we get back to Marrakesh, and of course we see the same guys at the hospital. He's like, come on in, man. You're home now. Relax, relax. How was the desert? You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Right back at uh, and if, at and, uh I think I have one more day there, and then I fly out. So, yeah, but we're exhausted, uh, but we do go out and like, uh, you know, go out to, to Marrakesh and experience Marrakesh. And it's hilarious that what's going on in Marrakesh is there's a film festival there. I just think it's very funny. Like we were walking around and like they're playing like Ghostbusters in Arabic. It was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But the town uh, has a great buzz in the square, in the main square, which is a huge, the biggest square that we've seen in a Medina so far. Um, mm-hmm. 
there's all these like, of course, there's vendors trying to sell you stuff. But, uh, there's these orange juice uh, uh, vendors where you can go get fresh squeezed orange juice or grapefruit juice or various juices, lemon or whatever. And uh, it only costs, what, 10, 10 Durham? And you go there and you get a glass yeah. of juice, um, which was awesome. It's no, no, it's four, it's four Durham. Oh, four Durham. Glass sorry. Of orange juice. So like, you're talking like 40 cent for like a huge glass of orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just like real quick about Marrakesh. Marrakesh, again, like every city in Morocco is completely different from, from each other. Got their own vibe. Marrakesh is this insane chaos. I mean, mm. the Medina is huge, um, narrow, windy little streets. You have to be careful um, at all times because there's people speeding by on motorcycles. And mopeds and stuff. And yeah, mopeds. And like stuff, through the, yeah. through the, 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 the like pedestrian walkways it's just it's yeah. all it's free for i mean it's crowded with it's insane and they're, they're weaving through them like fast just, and very you know, fast yeah, too yeah. Like they don't slow down and or you could turn a corner and somebody's walking through with a big uh, with a donkey like loaded yeah. down with shit <laughs> Next, and you yeah. have to like squeeze up against the wall so this donkey can get past and you know it's just <laughs> like it's just this weird crazy city that um it's stressful um for sure but it's it's like one of those things you just have to experience at least for a few yeah, days you, just again we were only there a short time and i wish i was there even longer because you do get you you acclimate yourself to it you yeah. kind of get used to the energy of it it's actually pretty awesome you know it's but unusual it's, it's unlike anything that you can experience here in america there's no other there's no yeah. other place like it you know yeah you're not gonna find a place that's it's insane um, <clears throat> And there, you know, like Tangier, very pushy uh, yeah. with the shop owners, you know, walk right. by, um, you know, or people trying to help you out or lead you somewhere. Um, so, so very, very like Tangier in that aspect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, a but, you know, again, just this weird, chaotic vibe and vibrant and all kinds of things going on at all times. And, yeah, especially in the square, they've got like, there's guys, you know, with, taming you know, snakes with, and cobras. Yeah, with cobras. Yeah, exactly. Or nice. or monkeys on on chains and diapers and like it's just insane, man. It's yeah. insane. There's so much going on it's hard to even like comprehend everything that's going on in this. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, it's, you just yeah. got a mission. You're like, "All right, I'm going to go get some cash." You know, so you go through the square, you get your cash, you know. Or I'm going to go, let's walk this way. I mean, we explored the even though I was there for that one day, that one whole day. We covered some ground in that Medina, you know. The so we we got back from the the excursion Tuesday, uh, slept in the hostel Tuesday night. Wednesday we woke up, and um, I, I I started having these bites just started appearing all over me. Mm -hmm. um, and Keith had a few too, and I'm like, oh shit, I I think I think it's bed bugs. Yeah, because uh, mm -hmm. there's no mosquitoes there. That I, I haven't <laughs> seen a single mosquito or anything. And I think Morocco. we started getting them in Tangier, but they started going away at this point. Like we had a little bed bug issue, yeah, like from Shepshawin or something. Yeah, Tangier. Yeah, but we, you know, we checked all our stuff. We didn't carry any with us, and then yeah. it went away the whole time. We we're in the desert excursion, no bites. The, the bites went away. So we're yeah. like, mm -hmm. great. We didn't carry them with us. We know that. But uh, we woke up Wednesday in Marrakesh after the desert excursion. You know, in, in the hostel, um, and these bites started appearing and. Um, they, they fucking tore me up. They, and yes. I was, they've got to be, we were hanging bugs. out in the, we were hanging out, you know, cause we went out all day. So we, you know, it was kind of not real late, but a little late for Morocco time. And we hang, we're hanging out in the Riyadh in the, in the center of our, uh, hostel. And Chip looks like a crackhead, like, you know, trying to get it's a fix, like he's itching, like uh, you know, he's got yeah, the bugs all over him. 
And uh, um, we're, we're hanging out, having a good time, drink, you know, smoking shisha, and the guy has some whiskey, so we're drinking a little bit of whiskey, which is cool. Having a good time, and Chip is like literally, and I, I'm itching too, but not as bad as Chip is. Yeah. Yeah, so that, but like when we get back to the hostel, I'm like, it's got to be bed bugs. And like, so we, we went into our room, and I, I took out my, my flashlight, or used my phone, and I started searching through the bed. I pulled all the sheets off, and I was like, I don't really see any evidence there. But then... <laughs> Uh, we check I our clothes again. We check our yeah. book bags again, just in I case. I checked the corner of the room next to my bed, and in the baseboard, mm. I saw them. Um, yeah. And so I, I told the owner and um, or the manager, and and you know he moved us to another room. Yeah. I would have mm. liked to have just moved on to another hostel, but um, I was like, yeah, just move us to another room because it was late. Um, and then the very Chip next day, up like he, oh, he they he, fucked, you know, yeah. I looked at my neck and I had a few like little blights or whatever. And, uh, Chip yeah. was, I, tore yeah, I pulled my shirt off and it was just like my whole back and arms yeah. and yeah, they fucking they ate me up, man. And, um, so, so Keith, uh, yeah, the very next day, Keith, uh, wakes up and, and flies out and, uh, um, yeah, take a cab to the airport, which was fine. By the way, I tipped the guy like 50 Durham. He was like, Oh, thank you. I was like, no, nah, man, thank you, Morocco. You know, I was like, hugged him and stuff. <laughs> um, so that was cool. And, uh, and, uh, I remember, um, yeah, when check this out. So when you, when you, uh, fly out of Morocco, and like I was waiting and, uh, you know, I got into Marrakesh, no problem, you know, went through customs or the line right quick. And then, uh, you know, I fly to Casablanca In Casablanca, I go to where I pick up the next flight and I'm looking around and it's all African and Muslim people like waiting for the airplane. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they're, all, all these people are going to New York. Maybe this is a different flight or whatever. And so after we go through security, uh, you know, in Casablanca, you take your shoes off, you do the x-rays, you do all the security like you do at a normal airport. They lined us all up again before we got on the plane, before we went out to the gate, you know, and went through all of our bags. And I'm like, oh, this is what it's like to be Muslim going to America, (laughs) you know, because I was the only white guy on the plane. (laughs) Yeah. All Muslim and African people, you know, flying to New York. And so Um, we went, it was a long line, you know, of all the people that were on the the, uh, plane or whatever. And uh, we got our bags checked again. Opened up, looked at, you know, no water was allowed on or whatever. And so they take us to, they shuttled us out to the plane. And before we boarded the plane again, they say, no, that bag can't go on. Your bag can't go on. Picking people out, just tell them that, that check their bags, you know, and turn some wow. people away. And then they let, they look at your passport again and you go on again. You know, it was like crazy. But yeah, it was funny. I uh, when I got to New York after being in Marrakesh, uh, it was a little bit of a culture shock just being home because, you know, I'm walking after I get the subway and I'm walking to the where I'm gonna catch my bus to Virginia. It's quiet, like, and it's so different. And it's like people are stopping at stoplights and like driving normally and like completely <laughs> different energy than like. Marrakesh. Nobody's trying to, to 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 take you to a hostel People or walk by not even looking <laughs> at you. like what the hell is going on? This is so strange. And like, how is New York, the biggest city in our country, like just dead quiet, like silent? It's so it's <laughs> yeah. bizarre. Um, so it's kind of unusual to be home. And then of course I get home and being in Norfolk, you know, I, very comforting place, of course, because you're home and stuff. But it is like a bit unusual to be home and like kind of re kind of 
it's like reverse culture shock yeah 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 it's like you know you get used to being in a new area and you're traveling and like the one thing about traveling you know that i kind of take from it is like you're forced to be in the moment you know and that's how you that's what you want to bring from uh traveling bring home from traveling is like don't ever get lost in your habits and your way of life, man. You, you know, it forces you to be in the moment. You have to be in the moment. You have to be alert and aware. And you want to be because you're experiencing all this interesting, beautiful culture and different stuff. But that's what you want to bring home is that not get lost in the mire of life. Always try to be in the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing that you, you learn while you're out there, you know, traveling around and stuff. Very well said. Absolutely. It was uh, it was fun, and I miss it already. You know, I miss you, Chip. It was uh, I was kind of je- you know not jealous, but you know, you people say that you know you're jealous. Even people that I met here were like, "Yo, I was jealous," and they're not really jealous. They're just like they're happy for you, but not jealous yeah. in a vindictive way. They're just like, "Oh man, I, it's it's something that they want to do that they that they're they want to be a part of too." You know, they want to experience life like that way too, and it's good that. Um, you know, as a, as you travel, people, you know, see your pictures and see what you're experiencing and they just, you know, they, they, they want to be a part of it, which is cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. But again, you know, I, I'm looking forward to, uh, if it happens again, another opportunity to travel with you again for a certain amount of time, it, it would be a pleasure. You know, it was, a, it was yeah, a blast. It was a great time. It was, uh, it was you know, what, you know, is uh, it, it makes you feel alive. And it was, you know, a, a great point in my life to be able to, to have that experience, you know, with you. And it was great. Yeah, man. I'm glad you came out, man. This three weeks was just like full of adventures and man, it was an awesome time, dude. I'm glad, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you made it out for sure. Me too, man. Look, hopefully, hopefully it can happen again. If not, you know, no big deal. For sure, man. Uh, yeah. No, no reason it can't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Keith ends up flying out. I decide I don't want to stay in that hostel. Um, I decide to splurge and, and check into a hotel, um, figuring they'd have a laundry service where I could get all my clothes laund- uh, uh, washed and dried, get rid of these bed bugs, um, and uh, if, I, if, if they come with me. Um, but yeah, that's, the whole no- that's a whole other podcast is how I ended up naked in a Marrakesh hotel <laughs> squatting, <laughs> squatting on the floor eating pringles <laughs> a, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay i'm cutting it right there That's <laughs> you can find us online at www.chipjohnsonfilm.com click the tab for the world it's ass we are also available on itunes just search for us there we'd greatly appreciate if you subscribed rated and reviewed us you can reach us via email at twiapodcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us comments, complaints, concerns, and constructive criticism. Our theme music, Fuzzboxer, performed for us by the lovely Sarah Gregory. We'll be back, hopefully, in two weeks with more stories of the world it's ass. Can you say bye? Bye. You've got no ass.